What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 168 of the VK Bros with Jason and Alex Von Cannell. What's going on, Alex? How are you? I've had a big week this week. Nice. I've had a big week. Actually, an exciting week because phase two of our app came through at the start of the week. Nice. Which has enabled the ability to use lightning payments. And it's such a cool thing, right? So imagine, okay, imagine you're playing a, um, uh, imagine you're playing a game online mm-hmm. and there's the ability to put funds into it or take funds out of it. The way that we've set this up and the beauty of Lightning is like, imagine, imagine having the game up on your screen yep. and you being able to pull your wallet up on your phone and scanning the QR code and sending funds into it Mm -hmm. and then imagine clicking scanning it and getting funds sent back to you yeah so just easy 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 it's instant it's beautiful Mm -hmm. um i'm so proud of the team because we had no idea what we're doing right we gotta start somewhere don't you just gotta start and the stuff that like we me and Andrew had like a this conversation yesterday about lightning nodes. Mm-hmm. That if you would have asked me six months ago if I could have even understood half the terminology in it, yeah, we would have had no idea. Of course, but like we, we're like all over it now, and it's just amazing what you can do with a little bit of focus. Absolutely, and it, it's how man, How often do we talk about this? If you focus on a certain area, you will you will progress in that area. And you might not always progress directly in the in the right direction, but mm. you'll be able to recognise when you're when you're having successes and when you're not. You'll learn along the way, and you can just re-coordinate yourself. So, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer, isn't it? You just got to start. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else from this week you want to cover? No, I've just I've been on a buying spree because we sold the Ferrari, so now we're buying cars to fill the shed. The oh, shed's yeah. almost full but it's taking a while to get them up and prepared. Right. So I can start selling some cars so I can start funding more of this app. <laughs> so, so any of you out there who need a good quality used car, hit us up. Yeah. Autobros.com.au. Check it out. Brought to you by Autobros. All right, guys, let's get straight into it this week. So obviously the biggest story of the last week has been the voice referendum. Uh, and I put a post up the other day. A, a lot of people reached out. Thank you for reaching out. We really appreciate everyone mm. who does. Uh, but a lot of you reached out and were, sa- were saying that it's a bit of a shame that we didn't record the podcast on Sunday, so we had the result. Uh, and Alex and I had spoken about it, and we spoke about doing like a, a bit of an instant reaction to it and everything, but we sort of made the decision that it was it's such an emotional topic for a lot of people we just wanted to let the dust settle there was going to be enough instant analysis around there around the traps anyway and especially in your mainstream media and on social media um so we just kind of wanted to let it just simmer off that little bit uh and then and try and even for us too like let the fog settle so we can actually sort of see it clearly i'm glad we did too because the first couple of days was literally mental yeah 100 percent uh, and I'm, what do we hear about it now? Very little. Except that Anastasia Palisade wants to give public servants five days off to mourn the result. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, there's some interesting th- things about Queensland that we can get into as well in, yeah. in a bit. But um, 
Now, <clears throat> so just to, a little bit of snapshot, uh, the numbers that were reported were uh, about 60% no uh, and 39 to 40% yes. Uh, obviously, for the referendum to work, just as a bit of a refresher for everyone, not only did you have to have a majority of total voters voting in favour, but you also had to have a majority of the states voting in favour as well. Uh, the only territory which actually had a yes vote uh, win was the ACT. And ev- literally... Hey, what's in the ACT, Jason? What's the significant thing that's in the ACT? Um, well, as far as actually being significant to the world, not much. But significant to this debate and why they may have had a positive result, it is just the land of politicians living in the politics yeah, bubble. Um, so, look, let me just start off. I want your thoughts on it, Alex. What have, what have been your thoughts as the dust has settled? Uh, where are you at with it all? This, my thoughts, I expected as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew it was going to. Uh, I think I'd said it on here before. It was either going. They were either going to lie about it and just go. It was ninety six percent yes, like the double dose number. Yep. Or it was going to be defeated. I didn't expect it to be defeated by this margin. That surprised me. Okay. I think you put it very well that it just goes to show that what people are saying online is not the real world. Yeah. So the internet world is very different to reality. Mm-hmm. Now, a bunch of conversations that I'd had after that, people were super tetchy about talking about it. Yeah. Which, you know... Um, we live in a very polarised world now. And, yeah. And not many people are willing to actually have conversations. And, yeah, sorry, you continue. So a lot of, a lot of people wanted... So a lot of... Yeah, I mean, I live in Brisbane. Brisbane was one of the few places that was a, you know, yes by majority. Mm -hmm. And they were all devastated. Yeah. And they were devastated because they thought that uh, Indigenous people are going to wake up and think that we don't care about them. Yeah. And they are also... (laughs) What I found hilarious is that the guys that I... The guys I spoke to, the best arguments they had were, we should just give it to them because it's not going to do anything anyway, just like saying sorry didn't, so why would you bother? Yeah. Uh, And also, my conscience can't let me vote no. Yeah. But as the days went on, the conversations became more constructive, Mm -hmm. and we could actually talk about the quality of the submission that was put forward to us. Yeah. And even guys that, that I spoke to that were really heated, vehemently, like, yes people, came basically admitted the question was wrong. Yeah. And they could rephrase the question that would get everyone behind it. Yeah. There were ways that, that it was possible to get a yes on an aspect of that question. Totally. It was impossible to get a yes given the question we were asked. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And uh, a lot of people that I really tried to press, because I, I, I tried to get like a good steer and it, as awkward as this conversation was, I really just like dug in like, oh, tell me, like, where are you at? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? There was actually a lot more, I guess it's like, okay, and I don't want, I, ha- I hate making this comparison. Okay. So I, I do it with cautious. I'll say it, but I don't know if I mean it. 
it was almost like the are you vaccinated conversation mm -hmm. no one wanted to talk about it because yep. no one wanted to say no they weren't yep. the people that said yes were really happy to say yes yeah they they were the ones who were willing to start conversations because they wanted to show that they were good people yeah which is what happened with this case as well so a lot of people were embarrassed to say no or yeah. that they had voted no mm -hmm. until the result came out and then they're like yeah i was a no i was a no from the get-go yeah yeah and um everyone pretty much said look okay were there some racists that i'd spoken to yeah mm -hmm. was it the majority no nah, not even close yeah not even close agreed and and in my experience most of the people were were saying hey look we you know we the constitution part we're all, we're all for it but this arbitrary voice of parliament that no one knows what it's going to do no i don't like it yeah yeah so that's a no that was my experience yeah look <laughs> There's a few things about this that are really, really interesting to me. Um, number one, leading into the referendum, I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or not, but my expectation was for it to fail, and I thought that the no vote would be about 65%, and I thought that the yes vote would be about 35%. And that was mainly based off a few factors. The first factor being that referendums traditionally have been difficult to win. We've only had eight uh, referendums out of 44, I think it is, total that have actually ended up in a positive result in Australia's whole history. So they're notoriously difficult to win. So knowing that, that means that the proposal has to be right. And as you stated, I think the proposal was wrong. Um, I also think the reason why I thought it was going to be 65% no was because you could not have held this at a worse time. Mm. Like, when you think about the things that matter to people on a day-to-day -day basis. When we talk about politics, we often talk about the, disinter uh, the disinterested majority, the people in the middle who don't pay attention to anything, who uh, voting for anything is a nuisance to them because they have to take time out of their day to go and vote and they just don't care. Um, those people in the middle, uh, what do they care about at the moment? They care about like the cost of living crisis that we're going through. Yeah, I, it, did, it didn't help driving to the polling booth and paying $2.50 for fuel. Yeah, yeah, well, totally. I, I think that is a big a big mental yeah. it issue. It didn't help paying $5 for a snag in Sydney. Yeah, so I think the perception of that disinterested majority is while while you are struggling with a, the, an unprecedented cost of living crisis that we have just uh, undertaken off the back of a global pandemic, a once-in-a-hundred-year event like we're, they're sort of over the government virtue signaling to them and not helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, so I think uh, there was a degree of a protest vote in there as well. Definitely. Um, I, I, some, some people had suggested in that, in that vein, some people had suggested that it was overly ambitious of Albo to try to put that in, in like his first year. Yeah. Whereas someone said like, if he'd won a second term, that's the time to do it. If you've got, if you've, if you've gathered that many wins, kicked that many goals for the country, yeah, like which goes in what you're saying. So we've got all these unsolved problems, yeah, and instead of dealing with any of those, let's do this thing. Well, no, if you fix all those things, mm. then you know, like I don't think it had to be necessarily a second term, but yeah. maybe third year. Look, essentially, then, what you're saying is, is this? Uh, he 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 didn't. 
do enough to build trust with the country. And then when the proposal came out with no detail, he said, trust us. I think mm. that was a big problem. Yeah. You know, yeah, very and, low on the moral bank account. Yeah. And also I think, you know, COVID did wake up a lot of people. And when the government comes out and says, do this or you're racist, well, you know, a lot of people got called names in the last three years and mm. it's turned out to not be justified. So I think a lot of people have sort of looked in that little bit deeper. I'm still so, waiting for them to get rid of National Cabinet. That might be a great way to um, yeah. gain our trust. 100%. They still have it. They yeah. still use it. Yeah. Interesting. So so I thought it was it would be 65%. Now, interesting on that point, I've just double-checked the numbers just then. The, they've only counted 80% of the vote and I think they've stopped counting. Because on the oh, day, yeah. they had counted about 55 to 60%. It was 45 minutes into the counting or something they called it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think they've stopped counting. And I would not be surprised at all if they stopped counting. Mercy. because Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So it may have ended up being closer to what I was, I was predicting anyway. Yeah. But you're right. A lot of people were very, very surprised by that result. And I think like what you said before, the reason why they are so surprised is because everything they've seen on the mainstream and social media in the lead up to the referendum indicated to them that there was a lot more support for this than there actually was in the wider The interesting one for me, the interesting state for me was South Australia. So South Australia already has a version of this. Yeah. And they voted no. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, why? Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. But Okay, what about the breakdown of the demographics? Of who voted. So for, for those who don't know, basically the only people that voted yes in all of Australia were the inner cities. Now, Brisbane, sorry, when Sydney, you say the only Melbourne. people, let's just clarify, the only electorates who ended up being a yes vote were inner cities. Yeah. Uh, so the clo- so in other words, the, the closer you were to living in the middle of a capital city, the more likely you were to vote yes. Yeah. Which is just fascinating. And... For all, there's a lot of people out there who like. One of the interesting things I noticed about the the first couple of days was how the the yes campaign started trying to twist the information straight off the bat, uh, and 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 reasons why they lost. And one of the one of the things that I saw a lot of was they tried to drill down to uh, indigenous communities and just go, look, this indigenous community through a a rural voting system they scored uh, they voted yes and were basically trying to say that uh, the inner city elites the the educated inner city elite and the all indigenous people in the country all voted yes and everyone else who voted no it's it's because you're racist is essentially what what they were saying and I thought it, it was it was so disingenuous and it's actually like this relationship we've currently got with government and everyone that campaigns around government is so abusive. It's an abusive relationship because all that happens is we get gaslit, we get abused, we get called names if we don't do the things that they want us to do. Like this is literally a coercive control type relationship that we have between people and government. But the most, the most positive thing for me out of this entire process has been the fact that the no vote won in a landslide shows that that mainstream media control is starting to wear off. Although it would be argued, and this is what one of the older guys that I've spoken to about, he thinks, because he's like, Murdoch is a no guy. Mm. So were we exposed to far more no? And I I said it to him, I said, look, 
all I saw was yes stuff. And I don't yeah. know if it's because of where I live. I don't know if it's because of my algo. Mm-hmm. I was seeing yes. Comments were no. Yeah. But I was seeing yes. And he thinks that there was definitely... He reckons his version of it was that the no campaign put out a bunch of misinformation about it early. Mm-hmm. And look, maybe they did. Albo did nothing to quash that. I mean, yeah. it's very easy to critique something that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, or are we falling for that misinformation? Look, this whole thing of it, which side used misinformation. This is to me bullshit. Yeah. It is all bullshit. At the end of the day, what you're saying is every single person in this country is so fucking stupid. That they fall for every misinformation campaign that gets put out there. The only reason why they voted no is because of misinformation. Everyone is so dumb that they fall for all the misinformation. That's what they say. That because the day one is like, what happens if no gets up? And they said Trumpian style politics. Yeah. yeah. But I, what I felt, the Trumpianness that I felt, is the 2016 election where everyone said that guys that aren't living in the cities are idiots, they don't know, yeah. therefore they're going to vote for the good guys. Yeah. And the, the middle of America, much like the middle of Australia, said, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. We have our say, and it shows how powerful they are, yeah, that totally. the inner cities don't run this town. Yeah, cool. and, and I think too, what I hope out of this is that I hope that people on the Yes campaign side, and I don't mean to draw comparisons, but I, I have noticed a general uh, correlation between people that were on the Yes campaign were also very pro-COVID narrative. Yeah. Just just from my anecdotal experience with my friend group, very, very similar people. And I believe that the reason why is because it was all emotion-based advertising and certain Absolutely. types of people are extremely susceptible to emotional manipulation. And it's not a dig at those people. It actually means that you're a really good, caring person. But people actually take advantage of your caring nature to manipulate you. For sure. This is the way that I kind of... I have thought about it in my own mind. These aren't your ideas. Exactly. These ideas have been planted in you. Yeah. And that's why you can recite them. And when you're questioned on them, you can't answer. You've got totally. no, you've got no rebuttal. Because they're not your ideas. So yeah. because, because it's an emotional response that has led you to that... That's why you can't back it up. I had the ultimate conversation and anyone who wants to have a look at it, just go and look at the VK bros on Twitter or X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, so on the day I put I put a post up, uh, a tweet up and I had a lady called Lynn respond to it. And I'm saying her name because it's a public handle. So whatever. And essentially she just basically called me a racist and whatever. And I tried to have like an honest discourse with her because I, I pulled all the emotion out of it. Like at the end of the day, my side was the winner. So I didn't want to kick someone while she was down. Sure. So I just pulled out of it and I just explained my position. And look, the main, like just to be up front, the main reasons why I voted no, I thought the proposal was weak. I thought the question itself was deliberately written in a misleading manner to make people think that Aboriginal people were getting to be uh, recognized in the constitution as the First Nations people of Australia but that's not what it was. 
There's a lot of people saying, oh, it gets some recognition, it gets some recognition. No, it said get you recognition by establishing an Indigenous voice to Parliament. So they literally could have said get you recognition by having a two-man sack race we hold every consecutive Tuesday and like that would be essentially the same amount of recognition by them doing that as they were about making the voice. So it was deliberately, misleadingly written. I, I said to her and I said to Lynn that if... I would have been far more likely to vote yes if, number one, the question was just enshrining them as the First Nations people of Australia in the Constitution. I would have voted yes to that. I much, I would have been much more likely to vote yes for a voice if I was voting for... They had completely outlined the structure, how many members were in it, how it was going to work, and how it was actually going to accomplish its goal of closing the gap, and a detailed plan of how it was going to do those things. I would have been much more likely to vote yes. And so anyway, I, I explained those things to her and she, and I said, there was there, like, and she goes, oh, that information was there. You just didn't go and look for it. And I said, okay, educate me, Lynn. Tell me what yeah. was the structure? What was the function? How was it going to work? And how was it going to close the gap? And she just hit me straight back. Oh, look, if you don't, if you can't even be bothered to research, I can't help you. And I said, no, Lynn, I'm asking you to educate me. How was it going to work? And again, just started throwing abuse at me, started throwing, um, calling insults, your names, calling their names. Yeah. And I said, you are the perfect example of everything that is wrong with the left side of politics at the moment. You are all feelings and no facts. And when you're asked to back up your feelings with data, you can't do it. So you get all snark in your result to name calling. Mm. Like that is, that's a big problem in our society at the moment. And I experienced this too. Like I'm going to put my hand up. I lost a friend over this. Mm. So I lost friends during COVID. I lost another friend over this. And the most disappointing thing about the friend that I lost over this is... I reached out to them after the result was read because I knew they were going to be upset. So I reached out and said, hey, are you okay? And they responded and they obviously weren't okay. And they asked me which way I voted. And I was, again, I love that person enough to be honest with them. I, I could have taken the easy way out. Oh yeah, I voted yes. Oh, I wish it, I wish it mattered. I wish it mattered. No, I loved that person enough that I was fucking honest with them. And yeah. I said, hey, I voted no. And these are the reasons why. And then all they wanted to do was argue with me. And, I, and the, the problem was, the more we argued back and forth, the more I realized that the reason why they were so upset was because they thought the vote was to get recognized as the first peoples of Australia, because you need to be recognized as the first peoples of Australia first before you can get a treaty. And that's what she thought it was about. And I was like, no, unfortunately, that's not what it was about. And yeah. the problem with politics, because this is a political game, is it's just like signing a contract to buy a car. If the, if the salesperson says to you, yeah, I'll throw in free floor mats, but they're not on the contract, guess what? You're not getting the mats. Yeah. It's what's in on the paper that counts, not what you think you're getting around it. And that was the most frustrating thing for me is there's so much hurt on the Yes campaign side because they were so attached to something that isn't what they were getting in the first place. So even if the Yes campaign got up, I believe they were going to end up being just as, if not more upset after the fact when they realised what it actually turned into. No, them. disagree. I disagree. I think they would have been fucking wrapped. They would have been stoked. And nothing would have changed, but it wouldn't have mattered. The outcomes would remain the same, Yeah. but they would be happy because that thing happened. And that's the crazy thing. That That's where I get... <laughs> It's funny. Okay, I made this is slightly unrelated. Okay, I made a comment. I made a comment mm. which I used a derogatory term about 
us in another country. Right. And a lady pulled me up on it. Do you find that funny? And I'm like, find what funny? And she goes, you used a derogatory, derogatory term about them. I said, no, I didn't. I used a derogatory term about us, mm. about me. And she goes, you didn't say it like that. I said, I'll repeat it. And I repeated it. And and um, and she goes, well, that's not how I heard it. And I'm like, I know. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah. I said, that sounds like you're guilty for it. Yeah, yeah. Not me. And she mm. goes, well, do you find that kind of humour funny? I said, do you know what I find really funny? I find it really funny that in this day and age, I can make words out of my face and make people feel ultra uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? And she's good enough that we can have the conversation about it. A lot of people just like recoil and disappear. Yeah. But when I called her on, I said, that's you, not me. That's, that's right. You did that. You imprinted the way that you felt about a thing yep. on that thing. And do you know what this all comes from? It's the white guilt complex. Absolutely. And what's fascinating is this is, this is not unique to Australia. Like I was literally, literally listening to a podcast this morning, uh, PBD podcast, and he had a guest on. Let me... Uh, let me just quickly pull up the show so I can give you the guy's name because I want to get it right. Uh, Bob Woodson Sr. So just to give you the blurb. So Bob Woodson Sr. is an American civil rights activist, community development leader, author and founder and president of the Woodson Center, a nonprofit research and demonstration organization that supports neighborhood-based initiatives to revitalize low-income communities. So essentially, he is a black man in America who was born in 1937. So he's seen some shit. Okay, he's got a lot of experience. And he, his whole, uh, the whole podcast was essentially about what he was diagnosing as the main issues with uh, African Americans in America at the moment and their culture. And he actually went back and, and started saying some, some statistics from back when he was like growing up and that sort of thing. And there were certain st- stats like back, back in like the 40s, I think it was, 98% of children uh, of um, African-American children were raised in a household with a mother and a father. Mm. So massive, massive numbers. And then you fast forward to now and it's something like 25 to 30%. So that's completely degraded. And he, had, he made a really interesting point and it was where that started to degrade was... Back then, they had racial segregation. So there was actually laws about, uh, you know, families even having to stay together and those sorts of things. And essentially what happened was they got rid of some of those stricter laws, which sounds like a progressive thing to do, and it probably is, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also were then like, oh, well, now that we're allowing these families to split up and maybe men to leave the home, well, these women can't take care of themselves because they can't work. So then they brought in welfare. And welfare was essentially to... The way it was sold was like, we are paying women to stay home and have children. How good is that? Like, it was sold as this positive thing. But then essentially, welfare replaced the father in the house because it was a negative system because if you had a father in the house who was working, you didn't get the welfare. So actually took money off you, which disincentivized working. Yeah. And it's and anyway, so it went on and he created it. He spoke about how it created all of these sort of systemic issues, and that at the end of the day, the the only way out of being in a lower socioeconomic position, no matter what race you're in, is you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you actually need to work. 
but as a system, we need to incentivize the will to work, right? We have to reward work because that's actually what gives people not only income, but it gives you self-esteem, security, options, happiness, a sense fulfillment. of purpose. 100%. Yeah. And, and what was fascinating is I'm literally listening to this, and this is an American-based podcast with an African-American guy talking about African-American issues. And I'm literally just hearing everything we just hear, we sp- spoke about with the voice referendum. I'm hearing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Such similarities between the two. Mm. Um, he was talking about how the white guilt complex in America is so strong. He's like, how is it that organizations like Black Lives Matter could sucker uh, guilty white corporations into paying them $90 million in 12 yeah. months when they were a fraudulent organization? Yeah. Yeah. He, right? So, so, so this is like echoing what you were saying before about your conversations with yes voters. They, they were literally just saying, my conscience isn't going to let me vote no because yeah, I feel guilty. Don't matter. The, That's the right. facts don't matter. The facts don't matter. And, and if it's fraudulent or not, and one of the guys, the older guy, he said it. Nothing's going to change anyway. Just do it. Just do it. Just say yes. Yeah. Just do it. Um, but I actually find that pretty gross. Totally. Because hundred percent that you, you care so you. That's. It shouldn't be about your conscience. No. Like, that's selfish. Not. Like, that's... And what? You're pitying them? Like, you... Yeah, exactly. And, and he... One of, the, one of the guys had made something... And this actually... I, I haven't had the chance to properly dissect this because it was in a pretty open forum. He talked about the Rogan... Joe Rogan comment where he said, you know, the world just needs to have less losers. Yeah. Right? And I totally agree with that sentiment. Yeah. But he was saying, well, we need to bring these people up with us to, to have less losers. Mm. And I completely disagree with that. Me too. You need to give people the space to achieve goals. They're not our goals to set. This is one of the things that's frustrated me so much about this argument is people instantly assume that I'm racist because I voted no. And then when I said, like, I've actually got, pl- like... My plan's better than their plan. My plan's better than your plan. Mm-hmm. Have we spoken to them about what they want? Like, why? Why is oh, it? But they that can't we speak put... to them, Alex, because we voted no to the voice. So now the government <laughs> but, can't listen. Duh. But why is it that we put child mortality and the completion of school as in the same vein? Like, why? How come? Like, how do we know that they want schooling? Yeah. Is that schooling not a colonial, a colonialist yeah. system? And, and let's be fair. There's and the plenty, money? plenty of non-Indigenous people who are failing in our current system yeah. too. But, but giving money and, 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 like, and giving houses? And I said, you cannot fix the damage of colonialism by giving them free colonialism. That's right. That's crazy to me. Yeah, like, no. I can't believe that you can't see that. And everyone said, oh, that $400 million we wasted, we could have given it to them. What do you mean? Like, we've done that. It doesn't work. I know. Let's do stuff that works. How about, and that's why I wanted a real voice, not a fake voice. I wanted yep. a real voice to be able to say, okay, let's, let's bridge that gap. But also understanding that they don't think nationally. You, you, sorry, just, you have brought me to a really, really interesting point that I just wanted to make before you move on. Uh, because a lot of this stuff we're literally talking about feeling people and thinking people and obviously the feeling people felt like it was the right thing to do 
But I think I, I mentioned this on the podcast last week. There's there's a, a lot of really examples of when the thing that feels like it's the right thing to do isn't the right thing to do. And did I talk about this last week with uh, paying for hostages? Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who didn't listen, just the shortest precursor I can is the reason why you don't pay for hostages is because then you make it valuable to make, take more hostages. Yeah, so you put a price on a life. That's right. So you pay for a few people and you endanger everyone. So that's why it it's feels like the right thing to do at the time, but it's actually the wrong thing to do. And I get I got the feeling from our government that this was a very big virtue signaling uh, exercise, which, like you said, wasn't really going to achieve the things that they were pretending it was going to achieve. I feel like a lot of this was about Albanese's ego. I think he wanted Absolutely. his sorry day moment, like what Kevin Rudd got. He wanted to show how much of a, of a good person that he was. And the, re- the thing that I used to back that up is since this has all gone down, and even slightly prior to, here are some things that the government and Albanese's government actually voted against in Parliament just recently. Number one, a Child Abuse and Indigenous Communities Royal Commission that was brought forward by Jacinta Price. Wow. So they voted against that. So again... Labor did. Labor did. So this has been voted down because Labor, the Greens, the Teals, and David Pocock all voted against this. So so we've been on a 12-month campaign with the government talking about how much they care about Indigenous communities and want to listen to them, but they voted down a Royal Commission into in, uh, Child Abuse in Indigenous Communities. Wow. And again, you have to ask the question, why? Why would that be? Well, maybe because the last 12 months, we've been telling everyone that the only reason why Indigenous people aren't doing as well as everyone else is because we don't listen to them. And if we listen to them more, they've got all the answers. Well, maybe if everyone was shown that there's all of this child abuse happening out there, maybe that affects that narrative a little bit. Mm. Right? Here's something else that got voted down. Uh, One Nation, Malcolm Roberts, brought in a motion to do an audit into Indigenous industries, as in where all the $40 billion a year of taxpayer money gets paid to and where that money ends up. Labor voted against it. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, it's racist to do that because you want to take the money away. No, it's anti-racist to do it. You want to make sure that the white people running the businesses around it aren't stealing the fucking money before it gets to the communities and where it needs to go. Audits are not racist. When it comes to taxpayer money, I want to audit everything. Yeah. I want to know where every single dollar and cent goes because guess what? Anything you don't know where it goes, it's ending up in the pocket of usually a politician or one of their fucking mates. Yeah, so, 100%. so the Labor government voted against that. Um, Actually, that's really interesting because that that's and how recently were, were these voted down? Uh, the Indigenous community, uh, the child abuse one was like a couple. Of, it was after the referendum. The Indigenous industry audit, I think, was last week. So very yeah, recent. Recent, recent. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, uh, look, slightly like unrelated, but still, when it comes to caring about people, um, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, uh, Moira Deeming in Victoria brought a motion to do an inquiry into gender transition surgery for minors, and the Victorian Labor government and the Greens voted against it. So, and all the inquiry was to do was to investigate gender transition surgery and puberty blockers in minors and what effect it's having on kids. And they voted against it. Yeah. There, there is no evidence that these things, these things are actually based off. There is none. Because 
you can't test this stuff on kids because it's it's unethical. So instead of having an unethical experiment on the children yeah, first, let's, let's just unethical. fucking do it. Yeah. Well, technically it's not unethical yet because it hasn't been proven to be unethical. So yeah. that's why we're doing it. So to all you feeling people out there, mm. and, and to be fair, most of you probably aren't listening to this, but maybe the people who are, you know people around you who are feeling people who may need to hear this message. This is all I want to say. While you are feeling... These are the things that are actually happening in the real world behind the scenes. And this is not the direction that our country wants to go in. And the only reason why you aren't aware of these things is because the TV is not telling you about it. The government's not telling you about it because it doesn't suit their interest to tell you about these things, right? Because then you'll feel that they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So you actually have to do what Alex says all the time. Peel back the next layer of the onion and see what's actually fucking going on. Because it is not just what the media are saying it is. And like I said, the most positive thing for me out of this entire referendum is this no vote and yes vote is the most accurate piece of data we've had out of our government for the last four to five years. Because mm. every other number is is messed with, tampered with, made up. All of it's been made up. This one hasn't. That's why I'm so disappointed that they've stopped at 80% because I reckon that they know it's getting worse from there too. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, I'm still looking for the... I, I still feel like there's more to this story. I'm sorry, it might be closed, but I'm interested to see what byproducts come. Well, it's not closed yet. Because like we said before, there's some interesting things happening in Queensland at the moment because Anastasia Palaszczuk announced that she essentially wants to reject the Queensland no vote, which was the highest no vote in the country, I might add. Uh, and push on with discussions on how to get an Indigenous treaty going. So they're, they're not dropping this. They're continuing on with it. Now, okay, I want them to continue on with it. Because mm-hmm. I, I want... And, and a lot of the yes guys were devastated that now it's done, it's never going to happen. Yep. It can still happen. I want them to still work at it. But you, you maybe have to... You have to come up with something good, a compelling case. Well, here's the thing. This is what I would have liked to have seen with The Voice. How about this? Instead of leaving it so ambiguous and go, oh, all the Indigenous people voted for it and all the white Australians didn't, why didn't we put this to a a vote for Indigenous people first? Yeah. Why didn't we actually ask... Like, it's a voice for the Indigenous people. Why didn't we fucking ask them first if they wanted it before we brought it to a referendum to try to enshrine it? Using too much logic and reason. Yeah. Um, do you know a referendum I'd like to see in Australia? Uh, do you know something I'd like to add to the Constitution? Um, a actual Bill of Rights and enshrined freedom of speech in the Constitution? Bingo. Yeah, because we don't have that. Bingo. And you see what's happening in Canada? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Canada now has uh, certain news networks are no longer allowed to even be on social media in Canada. Uh, if you're a podcast with over a certain amount of uh, users or, or revenue. A, if you have revenue over $10 million, you actually have to register with the government now. Including your content. Yeah. So, um, now, that that will... won't be that effective. There are, way, there are ways around it. And I think, if anything, that... The level of internet totali- totali- totalitarianism... Well done. Totalitarianism. Got there in the end. For, on the internet, you're playing against the wrong people. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't smart enough to make stuff that can beat 
tech nerds, and I call myself a tech nerd now. I'm now, I'm now a like a, a I'm now a um, technologists. I'm yeah. now a software startup guy. Yep. And when when you look at what's available out there, and you're like, oh, like put all the laws you want in place, you're not going to be able to do it. That's right. It's one of the best things about podcasts and the RSS feed. As long mm-hmm. as as long as you can create your own domain, you can feed your RSS feed out from your own domain if you choose. Yep. To. And look, the crypto movement is all about building your own hardware. So, like we have, we've built a node for our Lightning payments. Yep. So we are basically adding some physical infrastructure to a new version of the internet. Yep. That's why I feel like um, with the whole push to like a cashless society, uh, I have you ever played the Fallout games? No. So I the, know the premise, though. I've watched some... Uh, right. So in the Fallout games, for anyone who doesn't know, it's essentially a post-nuclear uh, war world where they, the bombs dropped and then you're, you're playing in the wasteland. And the currency that they use to buy and sell things is the bottle caps of a uh, Coke brand called Nuka-Cola. So you have caps. That's your currency. Yeah. And I think about... The, like the government pushed like a cashless society I don't think it's ever going to work because you end, you're going to end up having people just use cash between each other and just completely cut the government out of certain transactions altogether uh, yeah absolutely and As, they I can mean, take their own legal tender someone will just create something else and whether it is a cryptocurrency or whether I it mean, is Bit- a, a physical thing people will still go back to the old school barter system when they can absolutely bitcoiners will do it if if there are things and th- th- this is this is the thing that Here's another thing where it's not your idea. Someone said this to me in the gym when I was telling them what I was, I was doing. They're like, oh, yeah, but Bitcoin's only for money laundering. And I'm like, it's a public ledger. Yeah. And they'll look at me like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, it means that you know nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. What is money laundering used for? Laund- it, like, it's, it's, it's used for laundering money. Mm-hmm. The money. Yep. And who's the biggest money launderers? The banks. <laughs> banks and the governments. Are, are the ones that are, are laundering like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. The more walls you put up, the more people will just go and say, "Okay, like, like you know, you could do it. You could swap labor f- uh, for a thing." You know? Yeah. Um, there is so much infrastructure being built around this, but the the more effective way to do it, which has worked the best, is the consumer push thing but through convenience yeah so like i i had a conversation with someone said oh yeah i never carry cash i actually don't like touching it because um i just tap because it carries all the time and i'm like but you know that like every time you tap your card like a little bit gets taken away and given to someone that you don't know like no it doesn't and i'm like let's check on your phone and check on the phone and there's like a oh there's an eight cent charge Mm -hmm. there's an 18 cent charge there's a 25 cent charge yeah so you had to pay to pay exactly so the only and, winner out of the cashless society, it, well, it's the government and the banks because the government gets to see every single transaction you make and the banks get to take their little clip on every single transaction you make. Whereas if you and, pay and cash, you get the whole amount. I want people to think of this too. Like, oh, if you've got nothing to hide, then don't worry about it. Well, have you not noticed that the government just decides that there's arbitrary things that were okay before that aren't okay now? That's right. Don't really change anything or affect anything, but they make your life harder and you mm-hmm. just cop it. And then you'll cop it again and again and again and again yeah. and again and again. And also, and again. in in the uh, if you want to use that argument, totally fine. I get it, and I'll be one hundred percent transparent. The day the government is, 
So the day that I can see all the information from National Cabinet and the Pfizer contracts and the health advice and everything, I will show the government everything too. But yeah, as I've I don't decided, get to see those I've things, decided, and they can fuck off. I've decided my accounts are commercial and confidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I use them for commercial, uh, commercial transactions, news. so they're commercial yeah. and confidence. Yeah. So, guess so I'll give yeah. them a redacted version of it. Yeah, Here exactly. it is. Oh, there's nothing on this. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like it? And this is just basic physics. Is any action will have an equal and opposite reaction. And we are seeing this already. The government has pushed us so hard, especially and over an extended period of time. Yeah, okay, some people have already just given up, waved the white flag and are just bending over. But a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people are actually starting to get outside the system more and more and more. Mm. And now I do think that it's going to be very interesting to see how Australian politics goes over the next few years because I really feel like a lot of people are surprised about the size of the, of the no vote. And a lot of yeah. those no voters who kept their mouths shut because of social stigma issues over the last 12 months, next time a social issue comes up, they're going to be like, you know what? I actually think I am the majority, not the minority. Yeah, They told absolutely. me I was a minority beforehand, but I'm That's not, so I'm going to speak my mind. I definitely have felt that. And when you looked at the numbers, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, there's there's a, a, a consciousness shift. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, the the most important thing about that consciousness uh, consciousness shift for me is that it is the only accurate data we have seen of anything like that for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Like that's so important. All right, should we go to a happy um, a happy subject? Yeah, do you want to talk about Israel? Israel and Palestine. All right. I want I want people to be aware that the news is really trying to get you on the feels train yeah. hard. Like the fact that they've been talking for two days over who bombed the, the hospital. The hospital yeah. It doesn't matter who bombed the hospital. No. It actually doesn't matter. Here, here's the headline. Uh, in war, innocent people get murdered. It's a bad yeah. thing. We should stop doing it. Instead yeah. of going, oh, which person did it? So then we can justify bombing them and killing yeah. their civilians. Yeah. But I feel like this, in this case too actually falls in exactly with what you you just said i think there's a massive consciousness shift in america as well about this thing mm. because they're because the lines are blurred yeah hamas did something horrific but now people can access like oh actually israel's been pretty bad to palestinians yeah. you know and they can go back and look at the history of the last 75 years and go this is a really sticky situation why are we so one-sided yeah. Like, what's that all about? We're you know? actually starting and, to see the public demand nuance. Yeah. yeah. For like the yeah. first time in a long time. This is the first time I've seen it. And I wonder if COVID broke people's brains. I mean, it kicked us. Like, like it got us, us out of the matrix for sure. Mm. Um, and I well, wonder so, if So when you say broke it. people's brains, you mean rewired people's brains, not rewired broke. Rewired people's brains. Yeah, 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 to understand how much bullshit is coming out. Mm. And um, now, now people are, are asking a lot of questions. Now, sure, the people online, there's that crazy 1% on this side, crazy 1% on that side. Yep. They're the loudest ones. They're the ones screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to worry about them. No. Like, don't interact with them. It's about the, the, the center. The disinterested this, majority. That's yep, who we're this, trying to talk to. Uh, do you see on Breaking Points, they're talking about Jocko Willink's podcast. Mm. He's talking about Israel's losing the hearts and minds battle yep. because what he would do is a massive... Uh, humanitarian um, 
uh, uh, operation. Yep. Get all the all the good people out of out of um, Gaza, help them transition them into other countries, and um, but no, they're just like carpet bombing. Yep. Show and... you that you're the good people that you pretend you are, which is actually very interesting because that is essentially China's strategy with their Belt and Road Initiative. Mm. So. What the Belt and Road Initiative is, is China goes to poorer countries who are lacking critical infrastructure and goes, hey, we'll build that for you. And essentially sends over Chinese labor and builds critical infrastructure for countries that need it. And look, in a way, that indebtens that country to China, but it's a far more positive way of doing it than what the West does, which is usually either send in the International Monetary Fund to give them predatory loans that they know they'll never be able to pay back with terms they don't understand that jack up interest rates on them so they're in a perpetual state of servitude or they send in the military. Uh, You know that that China thing happened close to home, right? Yeah. Solomon Islands. Yeah, well, it almost happened in Victoria until ScoMo (laughs) vetoed it, thank God. The Chinese have built a security base in in the Solomon Islands, which we're supposed to have a pact with. And I think ScoMo forgot that we had a relationship with the Solomon Islands. And when they said it, he's like, oh, fuck, send someone out there. He had too many portfolios to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was running nine portfolios. (laughs) Um, But then they sent The Apprentice out there and the Solomon Islands like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, yeah. Like, they sent a Chinese diplomat here and they sent you? Like, get out. So, yeah, um, look, getting back to what you were saying about about the media's sales pitch on the Israel-Palestine conflict, here, here's a few things I want to throw out there for you. So we talk about BS from the media all the time and how they try to get you rolled up for a certain reason. Uh, when was the last time you saw an update about Ukraine? A who? Yeah, exactly. I did hear, I did hear that uh, Zelensky asked if he could come to visit Israel and Netanyahu's like, Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Don't make it too obvious. Well, hey, yeah. on, in that vein, I was listening to, I can't remember what it was, but it was something this morning about, uh, so we we have said that one of the reasons why we feel like this is really kicking off, uh, well, not so much kicking off, but being supported by the West to continue is that uh, the US government has basically lost lost too much support for sending money to Ukraine, so they needed another war zone to go and launder their money through. Yeah. But funnily enough, there was a spending bill that's been put forth uh, in Congress in America, uh, and part of that spending bill is to send $10 billion worth of aid to Israel and $60 billion worth of aid to Ukraine. They're just trying to fucking sneak it in there. But that's, ten billion that to Israel, and yes another vote. sixty bill to that Ukraine. That was the yes vote. It was exactly the same thing. It's yeah. like here's a thing that everyone can agree on. Yep. Oh, and we're going to attach this thing to it that that's no right. one's going to agree on. Yep. Um, it is. And did you hear Jar- uh, Janet Yellen? Yeah. Was interviewed, yep. and she's like, "Oh yeah, we can afford two. Yeah, wars. We can afford it. We're only in thirty-three trillion dollars worth of debt, and uh, our people are suffering. But yeah, we can afford it. And of course, Average, they can afford it because all they have to do is just print more money." Mortgage rates, the average mortgage rate written in uh, America right now is 8.1%. Yeah, and guys, remember, in America, that's our 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Yeah, I think you can 8%. go variable, but you can go fixed as well. But no, surely you wouldn't fix an 8. Well, it depends how dumb you are, doesn't it? Yeah, true, right. true. So. Um, here's another thing too. What happened to the Russell Brand sexual allegations? Oh, I've got Fuck, that blew over quick, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. What happened G- to that? What? Four, remind four me anonymous again. allegations. Remind me again. What is the what is the order of 
when you're doing a smear campaign on someone, what's the order? So it always goes sexual indiscretions first, then what is it? No, so so first they will use something something lighter. So with with Russell Brand, for example, they use conspiracy theorists first because they about twelve months prior they were talking about how he'd gone full red red pill right wing extremist conspiracy theorist because of all the crazy conspiracies he talks about on the internet. So they usually start with something like that. Uh, Then they go to sexual impropriety allegations. Um, What do they do after that, apart from kill you? Kill's the last one, for sure. Yeah. Um, So this this one popped into... uh, Okay, so there's a guy named Ed Craven. Mm -hmm. Ed Craven's the Aussie guy. Remember the the girl that got a $10,000 tip uh, as a waitress? That was from Ed Craven. Ed right. Craven started Stake.com. Okay. So, uh, he sold part of it for like $1.6 billion. Yeah. And he bought the most expensive Melbourne property. Uh, now, financial review just posted. Um, rich Lister accused of encouraging incredibly inappropriate behavior. Ed Craven, the young rich lister, is founder of one of the world's biggest online casinos. Stake.com has been accused of encouraging inappropriate behavior towards a woman on his live streaming platform, Kick. So apparently, so he also started Kick, mm-hmm. which is going up against Twitch. Right. Uh, one of their big names they brought over at GameStream called XQC. Mm-hmm. He's on a $100 million deal to go to Kick. Yep. So it's a, big deal apparently some guy was live streaming and had some girl there and then he did something to the girl and then ed craven put an emoji up wow now it's in the financial review yeah and that is the uh toxic feminine tactic of uh reputation destruction that's what they're trying to do and and this is this is one of the things again like just to throw out there to all you feeling people don't you find it interesting how uh it's not what is said that matters it's who says it Mm. that's Mm. how feeling people take it and i I have this conversation a lot with people about donald trump because donald trump's one of the most polarizing people on the planet you either love him or you hate him i mean me personally i'm indifferent i i love him for certain things i also know how divisive he can be and how he's very egotistical and all those sorts of bad things as well because I can see the nuance in it. But mm. what I find interesting... Oh, and an, another interesting character too is Jordan Peterson. So I had a conversation with someone about a week ago and I mentioned something like a psychological thing that I'd been listening to that Jordan Peterson had said. And they were very receptive. And then I mentioned that it was Jordan Peterson. And then they went, oh, well, heaps of people say that everything that he says is wrong. And I'm like, wow, if, if I had not named who had said it, you would have believed it. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as I named who said it and they were someone who the people you listen to don't like for whatever reason, and you don't even understand those reasons, now you think it's bullshit. It's funny because I had two, two guys say to me, we're talking about podcasts and I mentioned Joe Rogan and they, and they both said, oh, I believe Joe Rogan is dangerous for the youth. And I'm like, no, no, no. You just recited what you heard. Yeah. Because have you ever watched one? Nah, I challenge you to watch one. Mm. And now they're hooked. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm broken. Yeah. Oh, remember and when he said that thing that was quoted to you? Yep. Yeah. 
and let that be a lesson to you. Like if you're yeah. being told by someone, don't listen to this certain person, they're dangerous and you've never even heard of them, go and listen to them. They might be saying something interesting. Take it with a grain of salt, obviously. It's one of the things I find funny about this podcast. Like I've got friends and stuff who I know don't rate the podcast at all just because they have a bias that they know us. But they will literally listen to other podcasts with just regular people like you and me talking about the same sort of shit and they'll take what they say for it. But like, be- just because they don't know those people. It's so That's fascinating. funny, I haven't had that. Do you know the interesting phenomenon I've had with the podcast hmm. is people that I don't get to speak to as often as I'd like to are already up to date with my life. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah, And a lot yeah. of them say it's nice because it feels like we're having a hang like we're used to. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah it's, yeah, it's a cool thing. But I just, yeah, I've, I've had that response a few times and I'm like, and it, look, a lot of it was around COVID. So again, it was another emotionally charged subject. But what I find funny is, so the person I was having the conversation with, they had literally heard something secondhand from a guy that they know whose brother is some sort of scientist and said that the COVID vaccines were all good because he tested them. Right. Right. And so completely flies in the face of everything that we've been speaking about for three years. And just off that bit of information... Turns out he was a vacuum cleaner engineer. <laughs> yeah. And that particular vax... <laughs> the vax scene works really well. Yeah, I, I've tested the Dysons. They're all safe and very effective. I did use the... I mean, vax is a brand. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen the vax... <laughs> It works. It's one hundred percent effective. It picked up that golf ball. Uh, yeah. The, the, the uh, was it the bowling ball? Bowling ball. Yeah, bowling yeah. Ball. But but again, like look, just to get back to the point, um, don't care who is saying what. Listen to the information that they're saying and make your own fair assessment on that information. Because what you need to know is this. So Russell Brand, perfect example. Uh, when he was saying, when he was in the mainstream media and saying everything along the same lines as the mainstream media, they platformed him, they celebrated him, and they they pushed him out to as many eyes and ears as they possibly could. And then as soon as he started saying things that they didn't like, they've tried to destroy his reputation so mm. you won't listen to him anymore. Just, if you have someone who comes out who is put up in lights as a good person, Zelensky was the best example. We said this right at the start of the war. They're going to put him up like he's this martyr, he's this pro-democratic superhero. You remember at the beginning how the US government offered him a flight out of Ukraine and he was like, no, I'm going to stay here and fight. Like, they put him up like this fucking beacon of light because then the, the people would fall in behind sending all the money over there. And then slowly as it's gone on, the actual truth's starting to filter back through again and you realise that he's corrupt, the whole government's corrupt, um, his missus got caught, a week ago spending 1.5 million dollars in a jewelry store in one outing like you know yeah thanks raytheon yeah thanks u.s taxpayer yeah 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 so we're, yeah when you're hearing something like a message and like if, even think about the voice what do they do with the voice they wheeled out all the fucking celebrities like i laughed so hard i'm a footy fan right they nathan cleary wins the uh, nrl grand final and then he does this fucking post it's like Hi, I'm Nathan Cleary, and I'm voting yes for The Voice. It's like, dude, you're, you're a fucking amazing footballer, but you have CTE, you get hit in the head every fucking week, you have done since you were like five years old, but because you said I should vote yes, I should do it? Okay. Yeah. Like, 
It does, but, Stop idolizing I mean, people so much. Even us. Yeah. Don't idolize us either. It's. I, I don't want to say it as idolizing. I want. I want people to when they when they hear the information to what you're saying to hear the information. Yeah. Let's let's bring in like a let's be hyper rational. Yeah. Like let's just go. Okay, let me run a hyper rational. Um filter over this information Mm -hmm. is it real is it not instead of just dismissing it going oh that can't be real look like let's have a look have a little look absolutely you'd be amazed and i want to say there is practical applications for this way of thinking and i have used it to build this business right this i am a car dealer and i've just built a piece of software that is is unique right and it was you had I couldn't feel feelings weren't gonna help me build this thing. That's right. I knew that there was problems that were gonna come up, but I knew that I'd have the tools to be able to figure it out when it comes. And also when I was being told stuff from people, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Mm. So I wasn't like, hey, you're a racist. I mean yeah, yeah. Okay, let me look into that. Um go ask for some advice, go do some uh, research online. I actually know what questions to ask. Yeah. Right? And that's important. And ask questions. And the other thing too, don't like if there's someone that's talking to you about it, engage with them. Ask them a totally. couple of questions. Hey, where'd you get to that? Where's that information from? Mm-hmm. Like what um, um um who told you that? Like find out. And then when they start going uh, mm-hmm. and they start backpedaling, well then but then tell them. So yeah. was that your idea? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like this this is a and not in a hateful way. Let's learn from this. So we don't get taken for a ride again. And like we said before, it's not hateful to be honest. Essentially, if you you accepting bullshit being fed to you is like that's actually the opposite of the of a good thing. <laughs> that's a terrible thing. Yeah, like you you are allowing someone to feed you full of shit because they're yeah. going to win something out of it. Like it's, that's that's you're one of those carnival clowns with a mouth open. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Load me up with bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, guys, let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.